0: This is Ryan Bell, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dolomore. Come to think of it, does anyone listen to I Doubt It with Dolomore?
1: The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dolamore. All right, welcome and thank you for joining us on this 136th episode. Isn't that easier than saying episode 136 of I Doubt It with Dallimore? I am your host, Jesse Dallimore, sitting across from me, trying to speak preemptively before <laughs> she's mentioned... My lovely co-host, Brittany Page.
2: I know, I don't know what happened because I started to talk and then I thought, wait, I can't, I haven't been introduced. Well, we don't
1: really have a formula, just what has it's happened. What, right, it's you know. what has
2: happened and I, I feel like I can't break that anymore.
1: So how are you feeling? I know you've you've had a uh, a rough couple of days after the life-threatening mosquito bite or whatever it is that you have on your leg.
2: Yeah, we don't know what I have. We on my know legs. what it is. No, we don't know.
1: You're you're so freaked out about a gotten one or two, or is it three, like mosquito bites that you have. No,
2: I have like five red bumps on my legs. They look an awful lot
1: like mosquito bites.
2: They look like bites of some sort or hives is even when I thought they could have been they're, at first.
1: They're not hives.
2: But I don't I don't know what's going on and I'm very alarmed by it.
1: It's illogical. They're just by... And they're getting better day over day. And you think you have some kind of life-threatening situation going on where you're you're stressed out and panicked about it a lot more than you w- should be under normal circumstances.
2: Okay, well, I... Maybe and, b- I've never by, had mosquito and bites. And by
1: normal circumstances, I mean if you were normal.
2: Okay. <laughs> maybe it's because I've never had mosquito bites or... Maybe not recently. I mean, I might have had them when I was a small child. Right. So I don't really remember having experience with this. I
1: think you're generally just weirded out about bugs because even your undue unnecessary fear and phobia of spiders is weird.
2: Um again, it's not weird. We've discussed this. And Kathy, remember Kathy agreed with me, she I shakes do, out her boots before she puts them Kathy. on. Yeah.
1: That doesn't mean it's just because one person agrees with you or if a hundred thousand people agree with you doesn't mean it's rational.
2: Okay, so here's what happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was laying in bed and the TV was on, so there was this romantic light that was like, on the wall like
1: a flickering dancing flickering light that might have caused a shadow is that what you're saying no
2: it wasn't a shadow and so (laughs) i saw this massive tarantula crawling on the wall (laughs) Tarantula,
1: you say
3: wow
2: yeah so i saw it crawling so i got up and i turned on the light and i watched it crawl around for probably like three minutes deciding on what i should do should i go get some clorox bleach and just throw the whole tub up there (laughs) should i go (laughs) like what can i get what can I use?
1: All right. Well, what did you decide? Let's cut to the chase. I
2: picked up my Aveno lotion bottle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you get close enough to like squash it or did you use the a lotion bottle as a projectile?
2: No, I I held it in my hand and I smashed it against the spider. But apparently I didn't do it evenly enough because I just hit a quarter of it.
1: So you just maimed the innocent spider. <laughs> So you have a crippled spider
2: who's mad. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't think that they hold grudges. They're not like humans. They don't have the 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 tendency to vengeance.
2: Well, it's like pigeons. They can remember your face. <laughs> so if you're mean or you kick a pigeon in the face, they remember your face. Why
1: would you kick a pigeon in the face? I don't
2: know. I just that's something you, that may happen. You,
1: listen, I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn here, <laughs> but it seems as though Brittany Page really has disdain for animals.
2: No, you
1: don't seem to be an animal lover. Um, that is too long a pause. <laughs> listen, under any circumstance, when I say that statement, that long a pause <laughs> is too long.
2: Okay, listen. You
1: shouldn't have to think about that question.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I- I'm just afraid of most animals.
1: That doesn't mean hate. Afra- fear is different than hate.
2: We all know how I feel about raccoons, for example. Well,
1: I think you hate raccoons.
2: I'm just terrified of them, mm. and I'm terrified of spiders, and this is and, just a thing that has and happened. You're,
1: you're waiting to find out whether you have some kind of horrible fear skin, flash-eating bacteria on your on your
0: leg.
2: So I'll tell you what for sure did not happen last night. Right. I did not stay up for an hour and a half trying to find the spider that had fallen onto the floor after I tried to kill it. I didn't spend that much time <laughs> no, trying no, to find you, it. You no. didn't, huh? And oh, I, well, I also didn't cry oh, at one point Jesus as well. Christ. So that didn't happen.
1: All right. This is because I got, sad. Okay. We're, we're going to have to know. I'm sorry. We'll save this for another installment of Brittany Page <laughs> Hates the animals <Edibles>, everybody. <laughs> Moving on. Before we move on, I'd like to admonish everybody to rate and review the show. And by doing so, we are going to read our last couple of reviews. Maybe that will stir in you a desire to get to your keyboard or your iPhone uh, pad or your phone to tap out with your thumbs a review for the show in iTunes or wherever. So what are our last few?
2: So this review titled Great Centrist News. Wow. Conservatives need to listen to this. Democrats need to listen to this. Everyone needs to listen to this. A blunt, honest, funny look at news and politics without the bloviating you come to expect from other news sources. You will learn about current events and become informed about politics by listening. Great audio. Great writing. Just great.
3: That is
1: awesome. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what great writing means because there is no writing done here. I mean, we've got a board that we put up that's got bullet points of topics, but there are no, there's no script. It's not like I'm reading. Goddamn! What a what a laborious job that would be if I was just reading something that I had previously written, and if every two days I had to come up with an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs>
2: I think it became evident that we don't write the show on this episode when our intro topic was about my mosquito bites. So...
1: Right. Okay. What's another one? And thank you. Thank you, reviewer. That was awesome.
2: Yes. This review is entitled, Great Co-Host Chemistry and Timely Topics. One of my top five fave current podcasts, and I'm excited to see it soar through the charts. The chemistry between Brittany and Jesse, and I just read my name first, even though it was second, is fun... (laughs) is fun to follow, especially with all of Jesse's giggles and Brittany's straight shooter style. Wish it was a daily.
1: Yeah, well... We do, too. We do, too. That would be awesome. We just, uh, we can't pull that off until our Patreon, and not to, this is not like a scripted thing, but until that happens in Patreon and the, the ducats roll in a little heavier... A daily thing is just—it's not not in the cards.
2: We did get two new patrons, though.
1: We did actually. That's that's a perfect perfect segue that I inadvertently set myself up for. Thanks for reminding me, Brittany. Uh, we want to thank Jason and Cookie, our two most recent Patreon supporters. Uh, your stickers are in the mail, and awesome. We really appreciate all of the support. I guess I will turn this into a Patreon commercial. If you too appreciate what we do and want to join us monetarily supporting us move the conversation forward, you can go to patreon.com/i doubt it with dollar more. There you can donate to the show 25 cents an episode, 50 cents an episode, whatever amount that you set and you can set a monthly budget so you don't go over. It is an awesome way to support Your twice-weekly show filled with news News. and ridiculous comment. And we love you very much for it. All right, before we move on, I want to address some listener email. We got this last week in the wake of the Supreme Court ruling on marriage equality. So Cheyenne writes in and says,
2: So I just listened to your gayest show ever and enjoyed <laughs> it a lot. Curious what you both think about the cognitive dissonance it must require to, one, be a black man married to a white woman and disregard the precedent of loving versus Virginia, obviously Thomas, parenthetically. Two, sign, parenthetically, Scalia, the majority opinion in Turner versus Safley, which reads in part, the constitutional right of prisoners to marry is impermissibly burdened by the Missouri Marriage Regulation. Then, sections of U.S. code are listed. And she continues, Prisoners have a constitutionally protected right to marry under another case that has very difficult names. <laughs> Although such a marriage is subject to substantial restrictions as a result of incarceration, sufficient, important attributes of marriage remain to form a constitutionally protected relationship. More names, more codes. Then she continues, I mean, is it only criminals that have a constitutional right to marry? Before I retired from the police department, Cheyenne was a cop, everybody.
1: (laughs) Did she write that or you just say that?
2: Um, she wrote it. Oh,
1: that would have been awesome. That <laughs> I
2: wish I would have just said it. This was how I explained to my fellow officers. But produ-
1: that's cool. You know why that's funny is because I was a marine.
2: Yeah, Jesse was a marine. So everybody. Cheyenne
1: and I have a lot. We have a lot in common.
2: Yeah, you do. <laughs> This was how I explained to my fellow officers, predominantly white male Christians in Kentucky, how fucked up it was that I couldn't marry my now wife and that both of our names could not be on our adopted children's birth certificates. The people I put in prison for raping children could marry, but I couldn't. This is basically Scalia's beliefs, which I contend says much more about his personal animus than his jurisprudence. Would love to hear your thoughts.
1: Wow awesome awesome email thank you very much Cheyenne for sounding off I would say that I would agree with you we also got we actually got several messages about why we didn't talk about Clarence Thomas being married to a white woman and draw the distinctions between the, the, the civil rights battles and the civil rights struggles relative to interracial marriage and the reason we didn't just to get that out of the way is because we only you only have so much time in a show we skipped a shit ton of of golden stuff lots of topics that we pushed to this particular episode because of of just the lack of time um i know there are many listeners out there who would love a 3 hour per day show but you know this ain't howard stern <laughs> and we just don't have the time so we we have to kind of be very choosy about what we what we talk about.
2: But this is also the benefit of having listeners write in because then we get to hear what's important to you and you yeah. can sound off. Yeah. And you initiate that conversation and that's our whole slogan, right? Yeah,
1: we're we're definitely looking looking for that. We we want more maybe not more yeah, well more more audience interaction. I'm working we through it. We for sure it.
2: want more. What's wrong with you? I'm
1: working through it as I go. She's looking at me like I'm goddamn crazy. <laughs> But thank you for the for the for the email, Cheyenne. It is uh, it's great to hear from our listeners, and I agree. I mean, fuck, what what, what am I what am I supposed to say? I, I agree with everything you said. Your very well written email. It
2: was also a very well researched email.
1: Yeah, all the case law and the U.S. code and the. I mean, we didn't vet it because who has time to do that? Yeah,
2: who has time? <laughs> we we also just trust you, so
1: right. Anyway, awesome. Beautiful and congratulations on your marriage. Yes. It's nice to live in modern times. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Unless, of course, you are the KKK in South Carolina and you are facing the what seems to be eminent truth that the Confederate flag is going to be taken down from the state house and other municipal buildings throughout the state.
2: Right, because a survey of South Carolina legislators shows that there is enough support to remove the Confederate flag from state house grounds if all of those supporters who said they would cast their vote. So the South Carolina Press Association and the Associated Press asked all lawmakers how they intend to vote. At least 33 senators and 83 House members said the flag should go, and that appears to meet the two-thirds majority needed.
1: That is good news. However... Not everybody thinks it is good news.
2: The Ku Klux Klan
4: plans to hold a rally on the grounds of the South Carol- Carolina State House in support of the Confederate flag. The board that controls the grounds says it approved the request for a permit for the event on July 18th. The move is not endorsed by Governor Nikki Haley, who says the Klan is not welcome. Since Dylan Roof gunned down nine people at an historic black church, there have also been calls to remove the battle emblem from the State House grounds.
1: I look at this as a good thing, and that might be odd at first, but let me explain.
2: Wait, the KKK's protest?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's great because then it makes people who really support the flag, who really support keeping the flag there, um, they're going to have to be aligned and allied with the KKK,
2: Right. Which
1: in the rest of the country might be a terrible thing, or should I say, in South Carolina maybe, in some circles, it might not be such a bad thing. But it, it is it really it sets the teams when the KKK is going to be out there, you know we're keeping our flag.
2: Well, when you're you're of the same opinion. Of members of the KKK. That seems like maybe a red flag in your thinking.
1: Yeah, well, it should.
2: I mean, this is a group that has called Dylan Roof, quote, a young warrior. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, they applied for a permit last week to hold a rally for 100 to 200 people.
1: And they should. I think Nikki Haley is out of line to say they're not welcome there.
2: Well, because it is freedom of speech. I mean,
1: maybe it's just the, the word not welcome. They still have a right to march. They still have a right to protest. They still have individual rights to free speech under the first amendment and the the government and her being the executive branch of the state government and the head law enforcement officer of the state, she shouldn't be discouraging a group to practice their First Amendment right.
2: So Robert Jones, the Grand Dragon for the KKK, (laughs) said on Monday that the Klan is a civil rights organization dedicated to white culture and history as symbolized by the Rebel Banner.
1: Oh wait, hang on, Brittany.
2: (laughs) Well, also hang on, wait, because you know, that's the whole argument. It, it doesn't represent that, according to people who don't want the Confederate flag taken down, right? That's
1: right. Everybody's, oh, that's the Northern Virginia battle
2: flag. <laughs> so during a phone interview, the Grand Dragon gave words of support for Dylan Roof, saying he erred in going after black people while they worshipped. On the Klan's group's telephone answering machine is a recorded message that, as we mentioned earlier, refers to Dylan Roof, Roof as a warrior.
1: I don't know whether it's goofy, more goofy, that his title has the word dragon in it, or that it's grand. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, on its face, grand dragon is goofy. But you could take either one of those words and it's just goofy.
2: So the, the Grand Dragon he said that Dylan Roof was heading in the right direction, wrong target. He should have actually aimed at the African American gangbangers, the one who are selling the drugs to white youth, and the ones who are robbing and raping every chance they get. Uh, so
1: I guess taking away the personal responsibility of white youth that they're buying the drugs, I mean, in his in his worldview, in his little soap opera he's concocted, it's the black youth selling to the It's not the white new youth buying.
2: Yeah. Well, also, there's no white people robbing. There's no white people raping.
1: Brittany, when black youth gangbangers come up to me to sell me drugs, if they offer the drugs, I must accept. I have to buy them. Mm -hmm. I don't have a choice to say, no, thank you, good sir. I'm I'm all stocked up on the crack today.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, KKK, you silly willies. (laughs) All right, moving on. In more local to Brittany and my life's news, we have a, a great thing to report relative to Governor Jerry Brown and the prospective legislation that would ban any religious or secular or any exemptions whatsoever, the way it looks, from vaccines And that has been passed. He signed that into law. So no longer in California can you religiously object and bow out of vaccinations for your children.
2: Also, you can't personally object. So personal and religious belief exemptions. No. No good. Yeah, that's awesome. So Jerry Brown said, quote, the science is clear that vaccines dramatically protect children against a number of infectious and dangerous diseases. While it's true that no medical intervention is without risk, the evidence shows that immunization powerfully benefits and protects the community.
1: Now, this didn't go down um, very quietly. There have been a lot of... uh well-known individuals who have been screaming from the rafters since the since the the bill has signed jim carrey being probably the loudest of them although just on twitter so i don't know how loud you are on twitter but jim carrey kind of freaked out and tweeted a whole bunch of crazy shit or what i perceive as crazy um specifically surrounding this calling Jerry Brown a, a corporate fascist and all kinds of crazy shit. What, what were some of the tweets, Brittany?
2: So this is his um, medical advice.
1: <laughs> Doctor, scientist Dr. Jim Carrey from his official Twitter account. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the
2: world? He tweeted, they say mercury in fish is dangerous, but forcing all our children to be injected with mercury in thimerosal is no risk. Make sense? I'm not anti-vaccine. No,
1: no. <laughs> you sound like you're pro-vaccine scientist, Dr. Jim Carrey.
2: I'm anti-thimerosal, anti-mercury. They have taken some of the mercury-laden thimerosal out of vaccines. Not all. The CDC can't solve a problem they helped start. It's too risky to admit they have been wrong about mercury slash thimerosal. Also, the spelling of thimerosal keeps changing as this goes on. <laughs> they are corrupt go to traceamounts.com oh, right. watch the documentary and judge for yourselves if watch, you really ca- watch
1: the partisan biased documentary pushing one particular side of the issue then decide for yourself
2: <laughs> if you really care about the kids you will it's shocking
1: if you if you don't though you fucking hate the kids Brittany.
2: Yeah, so Jim Carrey, he linked to this website, Trace Amounts, Autism, Mercury, and the Hidden Truth. It's a 2014 documentary that examines the role of mercury poisoning in the autism epidemic. Um, You know, obviously, we know what the CDC says about this, what the majority of the scientific community says about this. So even though Jim Carrey found a documentary, quote-unquote, online... Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that everything contained within the documentary on the internet was true. Right. This is just an important thing to remember always.
1: Well, and also, everyone has to really keep in mind that d- scientist Dr. Jim Carrey clearly knows more about autism and the links um, to autism from vaccines, which don't exist, everybody. But he knows more about that than even Autism Speaks, the official autism organization advocacy group which also says vaccinations do not in any way cause or lead to autism
2: and in this article where they're talking about Jim Carrey they also um, refer back to Rhett Crawit yeah yeah which was the little boy who had leukemia and he wasn't able to get his vaccinations because he was too young and He's been very active in, you know, attending committees to advance this bill, and he's a seasoned public speaker at the ripe age of, what, like six? I don't know how old he is now. Right, right, right. And so he's just one example of, you know, now he he was able to be vaccinated because of his age... And no longer having leukemia, but before that, he was at risk of you know getting measles or something like that. If if the herd, he
1: was medically ineligible because of the risks that that uh, his his immune
2: system. Was under. Right. And so he was relying on the herd immunity of other people to be vaccinated. That's exactly right. And so that's why this bill is so important. But what do you think about it in terms of infringing on the personal rights of others? I mean, individual rights.
1: Well, I don't believe that I or anyone else has the right to infringe upon someone else's right. And I think you have a right to health. I think because uh, we're talking about invig- invisible pathogens here. A disease is something that I can't just not choose to. It's like smoking. I can't just not choose. I can choose to just not smoke. Right. But if you're going to cough around me and be around me and breathe your pathogens that I have no choice but to breathe in, um, you don't have the right to do that. So if you're, if you're right, your fundamental right is impinging upon my right, then you don't have that right. Right. Yeah.
2: So you side with Rhett.
1: Clearly, because I give a damn.
5: My name is Rhett and I give a damn.
2: <laughs> yes, just like just like the cutest kid ever, yeah, yeah. Rhett. Goddamn. And so thank you, Rhett, for helping make this happen. Yeah, he
1: did. Made the rounds, like you said. So that's good news. So, of course, we're going to get to the aftermath of the SCOTUS uh, marriage ruling. And it has been, you know, it's odd. I I don't know. I try to be an adult generally, Brittany. That is kind of my default position. Well, actually, my default position is really more childish and more sophomoric. (laughs) But I really make an effort to to be an adult, to be a grown-up. Right, right. And I, this week, have been really, really trying hard to remain an adult in the face of all the tantrum-throwing and dickish behavior from the extreme right wing in the wake of this ruling.
2: And it's been difficult now. Oh,
1: my God. There's been a lot of nuttery going on, and not just from elected officials. Catholic votes. Oh, great is apparently an organization. They're at least an organization with a YouTube channel. <laughs> they are at least someone who lives in their mom's basement who has a YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> who yes. has
1: access to video equipment and and uh, a, a nice uh, Adobe Premiere program. And they put together this video which is very well done and it's it's these people who are just sitting with the brilliant white background kind of uh it's it's called not alone and when you first start watching it it is in the vein of people coming out of the closet
2: it feels very intimate you're seeing people walk into the room sit down in front of the camera and they're totally into the camera they're
1: vulnerable
2: they seem vulnerable they seem like they're getting ready to share something that is very serious and they look you know scared yeah
1: so, so this is it
5: I am a little bit nervous about people um, kind of hearing that I am this way and then thinking um, uh, well you know she's not welcome here.
0: (laughs) I would say I am different (laughs) we're all different. Most people probably think I'm already weird anyway so I mean I don't think society's impression of me is gonna change drastically based on one or two discoveries that come to light after this video are... Pretty scary, you know? You you wonder, how many people can I really, truly, honestly be open with?
4: I've tried to change this
3: before, but
5: it's too important to me. I actually think marriage is between a man and a woman. I there believe it is. is
3: between a man and a woman. <laughs> I already have an idea of what marriage should be. That will never change.
0: At the end of the day, I think we don't need to truly be ashamed of how we really feel about things, so be you.
3: No one should be looked down upon. No one should be suppressed, or no one's views should be suppressed. I know a lot of people who
1: are gay. I have friends who are gay. I don't fear them, you know? They're wonderful people. I love
0: them. What I do feel insecure about is speaking from the heart and being really open and honest about what I believe. I mean, I love my friends. Several of them happen to be gay. How would it not be the case that the ever-loving creator who gave us everything we have doesn't love us? Where's that balance? You know, Where can you say, no, I'm not going to be a part of this, but still respect someone? Bigoted is a huge word that gets thrown around. And it's just not true. You cannot have society of
3: hatred or society of bigotry.
0: I happen to know what marriage is, and. I don't see how it could change. The best way to kind
5: of break down all these barriers, sorry, <laughs> is to just get to know people one Crying. on one.
1: Right.
0: You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> You're not
1: alone. Oh my god.
2: Emotional music.
1: Oh, I'm brought to tears, Brittany
2: Page. How emotional oh uh, I just God. I really feel for those people you are
1: not alone if you hate gays and you're you're homo hostile like us at Catholic votes you're not alone just know you're not alone we we support you we're with you
2: okay so a couple of things
1: uh only a couple <laughs> huh really holding back that's good
2: um there's I wrote down the top three uh, quotes that bother me the most. Okay.
1: I wrote a few down too don't you better not have written the same thing I wrote down I'm gonna be very angry these
2: are my top three quotes that bothered me the most
1: all right okay
2: starting with the first one quote I've tried to change this but it's too <laughs> important to me yeah
1: that's a good one I didn't write that down okay that is a ridiculous assertion and I think it's mainly for video the video's sake you know what I mean because otherwise it 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 it. it Plays into what the video is trying to do, which is be a video where people are coming out of the closet. So she's saying, I tried to change it.
2: Right. But so they're still drawing the comparison between your opinion on the definition of marriage and your inherent sexual orientation. That's right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it's crazy and
3: disrespectful.
2: So you've tried to change your opinion, but you can't. So you're going to ask people to change their sexual orientation instead. Right. It's like saying, Hey, woman, in the video. I know that you are sexually attracted to men, um, you love men, but we're going to go ahead and need you to marry a woman because uh, we're not really down with that whole thing. Or
1: don't get married and love at all.
2: Yeah. What the fuck? And I don't understand why they can't frame that in their head and understand it in that way.
1: I I like the guy who says, well, would an ever-loving creator, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah. Well, your ever-loving creator seems to have done that.
2: It's also, how about, I mean, does your ever-loving creator really care about the definition of marriage? And if it changes, why don't you let him take care of it? If it's a sin and they're sinning, won't he take care of it?
1: Yeah. No, it's up to man.
2: So my next one that uh, bothered me, how many do you have, by the way?
1: I only have one more.
2: Okay. So my second one that bothered me is I love them. Yeah, yeah. Right. You love the LGBTQ community so much that when they walk up to a, you know, government office to obtain a marriage license, you want the person working at that counter to be like, "Uh, no." Right. Sorry, it's icky.
1: And only because of something you believe, not because it affects you in some way. Not because it it takes away from your marriage or your uh, your your ability to be married. It, all it does is make you feel uncomfortable because you don't believe in that.
2: Right. And he says, I love them. Yeah. Wait, what, do you, what do you mean? Right. You love them so much you want to take away their happiness? I don't... Yeah. What do you mean
1: or by that? Or their legal protection under the law.
2: Right. I'm confused. It, it,
1: and then the other thing is the, the white guy in the video, you'd have to see. where Who
2: said, I love them. He's the same oh, one. Oh, the same guy. Yeah. yeah. He
1: also says, well, this is bigoted, that word gets thrown around all the time. It's not bigoted. That's exactly what it is. That is precisely what the word means. You are a terrible religious bigot.
2: Well, the thing is, and we'll just, here, we'll get to my next one because it kind of ties into the point I'm going to make. One of the people said, I happen to know what marriage is. Okay, great. You happen to know what marriage is for you, and you're trying to force your definition of marriage On to everyone else. The thing is, you're trying to take people's rights away. That's right. And no one is taking a right away from you just because they can get married. That's the big distinction here. You can continue to believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. That's fine. Continue to believe that. But do not force that on other people. That's just the bottom line. Through...
1: The process of government that we have
2: yes you can keep saying it you can keep making all the youtube videos you want to advance your cause even though the majority of americans believe same-sex marriage should be legal and continue your your efforts here it's
1: not just about being married and living together and having the same name it is about legal things like the email from cheyenne about adoption issues right and children and and death certificates. Right, having
2: your partner's name on those documents.
1: Death benefits. Government entities. And they're dealing with what... different. There's a different dealing with a married couple than with a single person. So it's not just some definition in the ether. Oh, it's marriage. It is a real, tangible thing that affects real people's lives. So... I guess, should I should I bring it back?
2: Yeah, bringing it back. Well, it's just unfortunate because... That's for
1: Catholic votes.
2: No, I know. <laughs> it's just unfortunate because they are attempting to make themselves look as though they are empathetic and, oh, we just feel this way and this is our beliefs and this is how we are. Accept us. And, you know, the nice thing is the worst thing that's happening to you is that you're being called a bigot. Right. Right. The worst thing that's happening to the LGBTQ community is they are being discriminated against systematically. They are thought of as sinful, as wrong, as bad, as evil, as sick.
1: Right. Well, here, so they are using constitutional rights that are protected under our system of government and under the Constitution of the United States. They're using their First Amendment right to make this video and to say, to get their piece out there, to say what they want to say. So why is it that the 14th Amendment doesn't matter and that gays and lesbians shouldn't be protected under the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution? Right. It's disgusting. And we're going to move on before I lose my mind. How about that?
2: Please.
1: We're not going to move on from very far, though. Uh, There is a pastor named Tim Brooks who was on the radio who said some very intelligent, very reasonable things about what what the gays kind of what their intent is going forward.
4: Here is the only thing that will satisfy this agenda. And it's a very clear. Participation. We want you to come out of your house and participate with us. Now as I read this story, Lot was not forcing his lifestyle on them. Life Lot never tried to force his lifestyle on them. He never even brought that up. They are trying to force their lifestyle on him.
1: And so that goes even beyond the, the you have to celebrate with us, now you have to actually participate actually with us.
4: come out and have sex with us. Uh, have to participate. <laughs> They're gonna force participation. Mm. And Rick, that's what we're seeing around the country. I think country. that's called rape, Brittany. Rick, it's really interesting. Uh, if you flip the page over to Judges chapter 19, it's shocking. It's almost word for word the same story. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the, they're tra- the sequence of events, they're traveling. They stop for the night in the town square. Verse 20 of chapter 19 of Judges says, the old man says, oh, you can't stay in the town square. Go back to Genesis nineteen two. You can't stay in the town square. Wow. It's unsafe in a city where the homosexual agenda has control.
1: Now, in, judge, in Judges 19, where was that?
4: Judges chapter 19, uh, just read the whole story here. Uh, the uh, guy from the tribe of Levi gets his concubine. He is traveling uh, on his way in Bethlehem to Judea. He went up to the hill country of Ephraim, where is his home. He was traveling back down to Bethlehem. Then uh, in verse 20, they're going to spend the night in the middle of their trip. And they were going to spend the night in the town square. And it says the old man said, "Come, stay. Uh, you can stay. I've got, I've got straw. I've got a barn. You got to stay here. But it's unsafe for you to stay in the town square. And it's exactly what Genesis nineteen two said. Lot told the guests 'This isn't going You guys nowhere. can't stay uh, in yeah. the town it's square. It's almost over. It's unsafe when the homosexual agenda takes over a city.'
1: He, here's the crazy thing: is what a terrible time to be alive. You could stay. I've got straw." And I got a barn.
2: <laughs> yeah, no good. Uh, and this
1: guy's serious. This guy is serious. See,
2: I was wondering, dead serious. were they playing that music on the radio show that he was on, or did you play that oh, music? Oh, that was me. <laughs> it was just so fitting that it it just, <laughs> it was perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. So um, this guy
2: thinks that homosexuals are going to... Force yeah.
1: him to participate In gay sex. Yeah. When you force someone to participate in sex, that's called rape.
2: I think so. I believe so. Yeah. Tim Brooks. So he's concerned about being raped.
1: What makes me wonder is, is this like his ultimate daydream or is he really concerned about this being reality?
2: Yeah. I think he might be mixing (laughs) up the two. Just a little confused.
1: Oh, man. But we'll we'll
2: see how this plays out. Well, here's
1: the deal. The the reason I play this and I play the other nutter thing is the fact that This is fueling actual government response. The attorney general of the state of Texas, Ken Paxton, has said that he will allow different individual county employees to decide. He will allow them to opt out to decide that they will not issue marriage licenses to gays and lesbians
2: right he's encouraging county clerks to refuse marriage licenses to same-sex couples just because you
1: have a particular religious belief if you hold a secular position you don't have the right to do that it's like if a postal worker decides when you get your playboy magazine that they're not going to deliver that i'm sorry that's against my deeply held religious belief i'm not going to deliver that Well, you know what? You need a new job because you are in a position to do a job that is secular. That doesn't, the rules of your particular fairy tale do not apply to this job.
2: So, when I was looking for a quote about Attorney General Ken Paxton's plans for what he wants state clerks in Texas to do, I had a difficult time because apparently. Um, prosecutors are building a case right now and getting ready to charge him with first-degree felony securities fraud.
1: Oh, wow. So he's, so he's got a lot on his plate yeah, right now. Yeah,
2: maybe he should concern himself with his own affairs. <laughs> just just a tip.
1: Yeah. Well, that, that tends to be kind of the, the, the way of the world with some of these judgmental types, which leads me to our very next story. Bristol Palin... She has a lot to celebrate. She's preggers. She's pregnant. Mm -hmm. The unmarried abstinence fan and supporter and advocate is pregnant for a second time out of wedlock.
2: And Bristol Palin is, of course, Sarah Palin's daughter. That's right. Sarah Palin, the former vice presidential candidate with John McCain.
1: Former governor of Alaska. Right. Former, or not former, she's the University of Idaho graduate.
2: And so Bristol Palin has stayed in the news. You know, she was on Dancing with the Stars, and <laughs> she writes a blog for Pathos. Yeah. And she's often critiquing kind of current events, I guess. She recently wrote a blog about Miley Cyrus. You know, she has a lot to say regarding...
1: Judgmentally wrote a blog about Miley Cyrus. Yes. I mean, that, that's kind of her thing.
2: Yeah. Why don't you
1: read her blog announcing that she's pregnant?
2: She wrote, I'm announcing this news a lot sooner than I ever expected due to the constant trolls who have nothing better to talk about. I wanted you guys to be the first to know that I am pregnant. Honestly, I've been trying my hardest to keep my chin up on this one. At the end of the day, there's nothing I can't do with God by my side. And I know I am fully capable of handling anything that is put in front of me with dignity and grace. Life moves on no matter what. So no matter how you feel, you get up, get dressed, show up and never give up. When life gets tough, there's no other option, but to get tougher. This uh, apparently was written in a dentist office while she was looking up at the posters that are on the ceiling. <laughs> I know this has been and will be a huge disappointment to my family, to my close friends, and to many of you. But please respect Trip, that's her, her son, and my privacy during this time. I do not want any lectures... And I do not want any sympathy. My little family always has and always will come first. Trip this new baby and I will be fine because God is merciful.
1: Two things I want to address in this. And that is, she says, there's nothing I cannot do with God by my side. Well, apparently you were unable to keep yourself from getting pregnant while practicing abstinence with God by your side. Because once again, you're pregnant which is something you're completely against for two reasons. You're not married, so you shouldn't be having sex. And the second thing is she's at, she, I don't want to be judged, you know, I don't want the lectures. Your entire existence surrounds lecturing, surrounds judging people, extolling advice when it's unnecessary or when it's not asked for. She was on with Chris Cuomo in the wake of her first pregnancy...
2: When she was 17.
1: That's right. When she was a teena- just a teenage pregnancy, unwed mother.
2: Which, by the way, you keep emphasizing that, and I just want to say, the unwanted pregnancy aspect of this, or the unplanned and the unmarried aspect of this, is not a problem for well, most I, people. I don't have
1: a problem with it. It's, it's this, Brittany.
2: But it, it is her problem, yeah, and that's what you're trying to say. That's right, because
1: it's a problem for her... And the guilt that she, the the hot coals of guilt that she heaps on the heads of teenage mothers across this country who happen to have a religious bent to their belief system.
2: Or unmarried mothers. They're
1: reinforcing this guilt and the shame on them. That is the problem here. Listen, I'm not, and I don't want to be in the business of kicking someone while they're down. I want this to be a message to those who sit on their high horses of judgmental, condemnation of the general public and and like talking about abstinence you can't have sex you don't have sex you can't have sex while having sex multiple times being pregnant while not married that's a problem it's the hypocrisy that bothers me not the not the fact that she had sex and got pregnant this is when she was on with Chris Cuomo you got pregnant why because you didn't choose to use protection was it a conscious choice did you want to have the baby how did you get into the situation
5: um regardless of what I did personally I just I just think the abstinence is the only way that you can effectively hundred percent foolproof way to prevent pregnancy
1: it is but it's a difficult choice right it I mean is. for you it proved to not be the way yeah so how do you bridge the two for kids you say don't do it don't have the sex but you did so how do you put those two together
0: um,
2: I'm not quite sure. Just, I just want to go out there and just promote abstinence and just say, this is
5: the safest choice. This is the choice that's going to prevent teen pregnancy and a, prevent a lot of heartache.
2: So this was after her first pregnancy, which was in 2009, I believe
1: that. Well, it, no, uh, it was, uh, during the campaign. So 2008, they announced that she was pregnant. This interview was in 2009.
2: And so she was recently engaged. Uh, about a month ago, I think the wedding was called off. Sarah Palin announced it. That's that right. She
1: was she was engaged to a, a a Medal of Honor recipient named Dakota Myers, who there there are there is speculation that he is still married to a former wife and was not legally able to marry Bristol.
2: Right. So she, after her announcement, where she said that this pregnancy was going to be disappointing to her family and all this. She wrote another blog and said that this pregnancy was planned. Now...
1: After the fact.
2: I I don't believe this. I believe she was forced to say that it was planned because her first blog doesn't indicate that this was a planned pregnancy, given the use of the words like disappointment, right, and she's right. trying to keep her chin up and all of these things. Um So it, I feel bad for her that she's forced to come out and say, well, this was planned in order to maintain her image of purity. You know, well, I was engaged and we planned this and
0: then my well, engagement fell through. Listen,
1: you're saying forced, like she, if given her own thing would be, would be just do you know she's she's an adult while sad that she was raised in this way she's making choices for herself based on her own judgment and her own belief system when when she was on with oprah in that same year she was asked very pointed questions by oprah and this is what happened
4: i saw in 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 touch magazine and this was a little i was you know i kind of bristled when i saw this where you said i'm not going to have sex until i'm married i can guarantee it and the reason i bristled is because i thought why set yourself up that way when you make the statement that i'm absolutely positively not going to have sex and i guarantee it you don't think you're
3: setting yourself up no i don't okay
1: so what i'm saying here brittany is she's she's maintained the same talking points for years, this was six years ago. She still maintains this abstinence-only education viewpoint.
2: Right, you know and I, I mean? and I'm saying it's sad that she is forced to do this in order to maintain an image from the Palin oh, okay, family. Okay. I,
1: I see what you're saying, of, or even just her supporters, the Christian supporters.
2: Right. I mean yeah. she she's always in pictures with the Duck Dynasty guys, and she's yeah. in it. She's yeah. she's in with a certain crowd, and. This is the perfect opportunity for her to come out and say, you know, listen, uh, you know, abstinence maybe isn't the best thing. Uh, maybe give some stats on that.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and- it, before we move on, I got one more clip. Th- this was a an infomercial, kind of a the more you know, kind of a, a, a public service announcement. Not an infomercial. Public service announcement. She starred in a commercial with that jackass from the Jersey Shore, The Situation. And this is a clip from that. I would did, I couldn't, I couldn't, I have too much love and affection for my audience <laughs> to play the whole thing.
0: I know you're all about that abstinence thing, you know, but I mean, come on, be p- 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 Palin, are you serious? Like, you're not going to hook up with, like, before you married? For real. For real, for real? For real,
2: for real, for real. For real.
0: All right. Well, you know what? I mean, just in case you do get into a situation, I want to make sure that you are situated because if you do get into a situation with your situation, you may end up with a situation and you may not like that situation.
2: Trust me, though, I'm not getting myself into another situation.
1: Trust me, though, Brittany, I'm not getting myself into another situation. Right. It's abstinence only does not work. And it's several reasons why it doesn't work one it's just it's our biology it's our nature that it's not going to work but also it's not healthy to teach that because what ultimately comes out of it is is a damaging self-worth a self-view from it you know what i mean
2: right and elizabeth smart who is the blonde little girl the mormon blonde little girl from utah that was kidnapped taken out of her home held captive for i think 9 months yeah many many months um and she was raped and
1: you know she was taken on as a second wife by a man and wife right cuz they were fundamentalist weirdo like homeless weirdo mormons
2: so she was kidnapped in june of 2002 that's right. when that happened. Yeah, yeah, So since then, she's become a prominent spokesperson and, and has talked openly about what she experienced. And one of the things that she talks about is her abstinence-only education growing up in a very conservative and religious household.
5: Why didn't you run or why, why didn't you scream? I think it goes even beyond fear. For so many children, especially in sex trafficking, it's feelings of self-worth. It's feeling like, who would ever want me now? I'm worthless. That was, that is what it was for me when I was, the first time I was raped. I was raised in a very religious household, one that taught that sex was something special that only happened between a husband and a wife who loved each other. And that's what I'd been raised, that's what I'd always been determined to follow, that when I got married, then and only then would I engage in sex. And so for that first rape, I felt crushed. Who could want me now? I felt so dirty and so filthy. I understand so easily, all too well, why someone wouldn't run because of that alone. I mean, if you can imagine the most special thing being taken away from you, And feeling like that, not that that was your only value in life, but something that devalued you. Can you imagine turning around and going back into society where you're no longer of value, where you're no longer as good as everybody else? I remember in school one time, I had a teacher who was talking about, well, about abstinence. And she said, imagine you're a stick of gum and when you engage in sex, that's like, that's like getting chewed. And then if you do that lots of times, you're going to become an old piece of gum. And who's going to want you after that? Well, that's terrible, but (laughs) nobody should ever say that. But for me, I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm that chewed up piece of gum. Nobody re-chews a piece of gum. You throw it away. And that's how, Easily it is to feel like you no longer have worth. You no longer have value. So how powerful powerful is that? That's
1: very powerful. That's the same word that came to my mind.
2: And this is why, you know, I kind of feel bad for Bristol Palin because she's been indoctrinated with this belief that she needs to maintain this facade of purity. Right. Or else she doesn't have worth. And it's no, you already you have a child now. And you're going to be in relationships, and some of those relationships will be sexual relationships, and you shouldn't have to walk around and feel ashamed by that. But I do understand your anger with Bristol Palin as well, because she is choosing to continue that indoctrination and force that upon other people, whereas Elizabeth Smart, who, who comes from that education is now speaking out against it, saying, listen, this hurt me. This even right. prevented me from asking for help when I was kidnapped.
1: And probably even more fundamentalist and extreme in the Mormon tradition than in the feel-good evangelical tradition of the Palins. So right. I-, I think this, uh, Elizabeth Smart is coming from a, a very honest, but also it it's a lot larger a leap to go from where she came to, to where she is now than it would be for bristol palin right and maybe it's an intelligence thing maybe elizabeth smart is just smarter no no pun intended mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter remains abstinence education as logical as it s- may seem to some does not work when put in practice the municipalities the states that put it in practice they don't see the results that they're hoping for. When you educate someone in an abstinence-only format, what your hope is is that it's going to reduce teen pregnancy rates, it's going to reduce st- sexually transmitted diseases, and that is just not the fact.
2: So, red states tend to have the highest rate of teen pregnancies and STIs, according...
1: Hang on. Red states meaning... Republican states, right? Yeah, I, I just want—I don't want that to be lost on people.
2: So, according to the national campaign to prevent teen and unwanted pregnancies, Mississippi has forty-two point six unwanted pregnancies per one thousand girls. Now you can—you wow. com- can compare this to New Hampshire, who has—who like it's the person?
1: Right, a terrible. Right. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> actually, I said that. Um, oh. <laughs> New Hampshire, which right. which has roughly twelve point six births per a thousand girls, so that's forty two point six versus twelve point six unwanted pregnancies.
1: So what you're saying is, is that Mississippi's teen pregnancy rate with 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 abstinence only education is three hundred times higher per one thousand teens than New Hampshire.
2: Yes. And New Hampshire. So the difference is that Mississippi emphasizes the abstinence only. New Hampshire has comprehensive sex education, which includes information on contraceptives. OK. Yeah. And uh, as yeah, this, you hear me. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. It
1: does. Yeah. <laughs>
2: as this article.
1: So we need Marius on the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm sure that's how he talks. That's, so,
1: I, that's how I imagine Marius. <laughs> From Norway, talking in my head.
2: Okay, so as this article- In fact, as we go through uh, the show, Brittany- Trying to read. I
1: often have Marius in my head. Yeah, Jesse, yeah
2: I bet you do. <laughs> so as this article mentions, they say it turns out that when you inform people on things like oral birth control and condoms- They're more likely to use them. Right. So that's the main message to the Bristol Palins of the world and these abstinence only programs. I know that it's a scary thing to wade into the waters of discussing sex with your children because you're afraid that they are going to have sex. And that's a scary thought. And, you know, but it's better that they know what to do with their bodies. It should
1: be this look, Sarah Palin and Bristol Palin, God made you ready to have sex when you started having your period. So go on and have the sex since it's your God who flipped on the switch.
2: All right. And I would just again (laughs) like to emphasize that I never agree with Jesse about anything on this show.
1: Views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollarmore are solely those of Jesse Dollarmore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis.
2: It's like, you know, you're the wacko bird. John McCain... John McCain made a huge mistake when he called Ted Cruz the wacko bird because you are the wacko I'm bird. I'm not
1: the wacko bird. You
2: are the wacko Brittany bird. Brittany
1: Page, Ted Cruz is the wacko bird. I may be a wacko bird, <laughs> but I'm not certain. I'm certainly not the wacko bird.
2: You're wacko bird number two.
1: <laughs> oh, god damn. <laughs> democracy 2016, facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. There is a lot going on in presidential politics, everybody. We've got a new candidate and Donald Trump who's rising in the polls. <laughs> he is rising in the polls and getting fired left and right. And I don't even mean that as a joke relative to his stupid show, The Apprentice, but seriously... NBC fired him. Macy's is kicking him to the curb. It has not been a good week for Donald Trump. Before we get to that, though, there we have some updates on the debates that will be happening, and also there we have a polling update. Some new polling data has just been released relative to the different presidential candidates. So, without further ado, Brittany Page.
2: So, the first presidential debate is august 6th oh yeah that is about a month away
1: yeah i'm so excited
2: okay it's going to be 9 p.m eastern it's going to be a republican primary debate on fox news
1: fox news
2: and the sponsors are fox news and facebook
1: (laughs) well facebook is kind of reputable but if fox news is hosting the debate Fox News is not really a sponsor of the debate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the moderators are going to be Brett Baer, Megan Kay. Kelly, and Chris Wallace. All right. All people that I appreciate over yeah, at Fox. I think
1: they are Megan Kelly, the least of the three, but those other two, they are newsmen. And Megan Kelly has become more opinion, but she's still, she's an, she's a newswoman
2: Yes. And so this is going to contain the top 10 candidates in an average of the five national polls. Yeah, yeah. So we're about a month out now. And to
1: where the action starts.
2: Right. And to where we can start maybe trying to put a finger on who's going to be in this first debate.
1: For sure. I'm also still, and this, I want to put this out to the audience what kind of interest there would be to a. We, we probably couldn't do this live, although if someone has the technical expertise to do so, I wouldn't mind doing it. I, I think we might want to release a couple of extra episodes for, for like Patreon subscribers or whatever. We'll work something out. But I want to do like live, not live tweeting of the debate, but live recording of the debate happening and our response to the debate. Yes. I don't know exactly how we would do it because I'm not a techie guy. That's not my thing.
2: We know. Well,
1: yeah, my talent is running my stupid mouth, <laughs> not uh, technology. So if we have a listener who has any great ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Since I haven't dropped the phone number all episode, let's do that now. 657-464-7609. You can also email us at I Doubt It With Dollamore with a regular email or a voice memo from your smartphone. You can give us any of your ideas about that or about any topic that we've talked about in the past or this particular episode to now until the end. We want to hear from you. As always, it helps us move the conversation forward. Please take part. 657-464-7609.
2: And as of now, there are no Democratic primary debates scheduled. So I don't know if that's only because there are...
1: There's really only two candidates. O'Malley's... He's, he might as well not even be in the race. Yeah. So it's Bernie Sanders and, and Hillary Clinton. And there has been movement in the presidential polls. And here's a little clip from CNN talking about it.
3: It's good news for Jeb Bush. He stands right now at 19... 19- Points And that's actually up six points from May. So he's sort of emerging here as a bit of a humble front runner. And when people were surveyed about uh, how he would do in certain categories, the economy, illegal immigration, social issues, they said that Bush would do the best out of the entire field. But look at Donald Trump here at 12 percent. He is bleeding off a tremendous amount of support from the field, especially when you're talking about Marco Rubio, who's down eight points, Scott Walker, who's down four points. That's, of course, the Wisconsin governor. So Those are uh, not a good poll for those guys, for sure. But look at Democrats. Hillary Clinton is just taking it, uh, really taking the field here, as we've seen her doing, 57%. I will say that's down a little bit of a smidge since May, but it's really within the margin of error, so you can't say that she's sliding. Uh, But certainly Bernie Sanders getting some excitement there. And then look at these national matchups. The good news for Jeb Bush is that in a national matchup against Hillary Clinton, he is uh, doing the best. The bad news is that he is still trailing her by 13 points. You look at how Donald Trump sh- uh, shapes up here, 25 points behind Hillary Clinton in between Jeb Bush and Trump. You have Marco Rubio and Chris Christie, but all of these guys really trailing the Democratic frontrunner, Michaela.
1: It is early and I'm not making excuses for anyone, but it's certainly early, so really none of this matters a lot other than some of the massive movement like on the Trump side of things. But I kind of stopped listening or wasn't able to listen after she said...
3: Hillary Clinton is just taking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. I wonder
1: if she, after she said that, she's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have paused.
3: <laughs> it kind of... It seemed like she
2: did do that, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah like, oh, she's taking it and then like... I don't know anyway, th- good news. I mean, all around and I look, I-, I don't want Hillary Clinton to be our next president. However, I like seeing movement in the polls because it, it it shows that the electorate is changing and they're listening. they're they're changing their minds. If it stayed steady and rock solid, that's problematic for me that because that means a conversation isn't being had. But on to the Donald Trump fiasco, he made some comments about immigration from Mexico that has spurned uh, Univision dropping their contract with Miss America or Miss Universe or whatever, whatever beauty pageant that he runs. And
2: Jesse's a big fan of the beauty pageants, yeah. as you can tell by his tone.
1: Right. Well, it's, it's 2015, Brittany. That is a weird thing. Parading women in bathing suits and judging them It's fucking weird. That's weird. Anyway, they dropped their contracts with him, and he's going to sue. NBC fired him over his comments about illegal immigration. And also, Macy's has given him the boot with his line of clothing. He was on with Don Lemon on CNN and said this. Here's what he said about what he believes are studies, legitimate studies, about what he says, rapists coming across the border and criminals. Here's his reaction.
6: Oh, well, if you look at the statistics of people coming, I didn't say about Mexico, I say the illegal immigrants. You look at the statistics on rape, on crime, on everything coming in illegally into this country, they're mind-boggling. If you go to Fusion, you will see a story about 80% of the women coming in. I mean, you have to take a look at these stories. And you know who owns Fusion? Univision. Yeah. And it was in the Huffington Post. I said, Let me get some of these articles because I've heard some horrible things. I, I deal a lot of talking with people on the Border Patrols. Yeah. They're incredible people. i will mean, clarification serious. though. No, but Don, all you have to do is go to Fusion and pick up the stories on rape. And it's unbelievable when you look at what's going on. So all I'm doing is telling the truth. I've read the I read the Washington Post, I read the Fusion, I read the Huffington Post, and that that's about women being raped. It's not about criminals coming across the border or entering the country well, somebody's doing the raping don i mean <laughs> you know what it's i mean somebody's doing it. are just saying it's women being raped well who's doing the raping yeah. i mean how can you say such a thing
1: wow i mean how do you not take anything away from that except for this
6: somebody's doing the
1: raping don <laughs> brittany <laughs> brittany somebody's doing the raping
2: yeah um <laughs> So what's funny, though, is Donald Trump's original quote. So this is what he said. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending the best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems. And they're bringing those problems with us. That doesn't seem like the right thing to say.
1: Also, I don't think Mexico's sending anybody.
2: Yeah. He can- I think
1: they're coming here. Right. People, individuals are coming here. They're not being sent by the government.
2: Right. <laughs> He continued, they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people.
6: Somebody's doing the raping, Don. So
2: he ends it with, and some, I assume, are good people, but most are rapists, according to Donald Trump. Most
1: Mexicans who come to our country, they're filthy rapists. There might be a couple smatterings of good people who just are hardworking individuals who want to get the job done. But most, you know... Somebody's doing the raping, Don.
2: I'm sorry. We cannot have someone who says things like this on a whim and charge. Oh, my God.
1: Are you kidding me? When other countries have a nuclear capability? God damn. Can you imagine?
2: We need someone who is able to maintain international relations. Or some
1: (laughs) sociably acceptable level of decorum.
2: Yeah, that would be nice.
1: Uh, What a fucking mook. Are you kidding me? In other news, we have a new candidate, Chris Christie. The governor of New Jersey has announced officially for his candidacy for the presidency of the United States. And we want to talk about where he stands on the issues. And also, we want to cover Bernie Sanders and where he stands on the issues. Because when talking about show planning with the lovely Brittany Page, we realized that uh, we hadn't done that yet. So let's do that. Let's cover that. So Chris Christie.
2: Okay, starting with foreign policy. Mr. Christie, why do they always do this to me? I
1: know. he's Governor Christie.
2: He said that... Senior Christie! (laughs) It's always (laughs) funny. He said that uh, American combat troops might be needed to fight the Islamic State. Quote, we have to be willing as Americans to say, if need be, we'll also put soldiers into the fight. He said he has grave concerns about a potential deal with Iran to curb its nuclear program, saying that an agreement would lead other middle east nations to develop nuclear abilities and that tehran as a state sponsor of terrorism has quote no basis to have earned our trust he is also sharply critical of president obama's warming ties with cuba Hmm. okay environment mr christie is not a climate change denialist quote i think global warming is real and i do think human activity contributes to it rational immigration He plays down the need for stricter border security, quote, walls can be gotten over. (laughs) (laughs) The reason people come here is to work. He says that illegal immigration will drop, quote, if we clamp down on folks who are hiring people in this manner.
1: I agree with that fully.
2: On same-sex marriage, he opposes same-sex marriage, and as governor, vetoed a bill in 2012 that would have allowed it, but the next year, he dropped a state challenge to the court ruling, allowing same-sex marriage in New Jersey, calling it futile.
1: Well, it doesn't really matter anymore, so that's good, and he's also one of those people that's not uh, in favor of a constitutional amendment, so that's good. It's just agreeance by default.
2: In 2013, on education, Chris Christie said that he would be leading the charge for Common Core.
1: Hmm. That's a uh, Jeb Bush stand. That's also more liberal. That would be a Rhino. Oh, Republican and oh, okay.
2: But in May, he called for new standards for New Jersey, saying Common Core is "quote simply not working." Hmm. This has led to charges of flip-flopping to bolster his presidential run, since Common Core standards have drawn fierce criticism from many conservatives.
1: <laughs> right. All right. Bernie Sanders.
2: Mr. Sanders. Senior Bush. (laughs) No, Senior Sanders. Senior Sanders. Okay. He opposed the war in Iraq. (laughs) He, He opposed the war in Iraq. Of course. And warned against the U.S. getting bogged down in Afghanistan, calling it a costly quagmire like Vietnam. He says the fight against the Islamic State should be undertaken by countries like Saudi Arabia. Hang on, hang on,
1: hang on. So he warned against getting bogged down in Afghanistan, Did he or did he not vote to go into Afghanistan? That's the question, which they're not going to have there. That's the problem with some of these candidate forum type of things is they don't just because he warned about getting bogged down in Afghanistan doesn't mean he didn't initially support and vote to go into Afghanistan.
2: So I guess we'll have to look into that. Yeah, for sure. He says that the fight against the Islamic State should be undertaken by countries like Saudi Arabia, which borders Iraq. And, he argues, has the financial and military resources to fight the extremist group. He has supported President Obama's use of sanctions to punish Russia for its policies toward Ukraine. And he similarly backs Mr. Obama's efforts to strike a deal with Iran over its nuclear program.
1: How about on the environment?
2: He has warned about what he calls the severe impact of human-caused climate change.
1: Yeah, he's big on that, for sure.
2: And he strongly supports same-sex marriage.
1: Not a shocker there.
2: (laughs) Um, That's why I'm kind of laughing because it's just, you know, what you would expect. Yeah, yeah. The differences between Chris Christie and Bernie (laughs) Sanders. Um, On immigration, he has supported Mr. Obama. Why do they call everyone Mr.?
1: I don't know. They should be calling by their title. It's Senator Sanders and Governor Christie. Anyway, go ahead.
2: He has supported Obama's 2014 executive action shielding millions of undocumented immigrants from deportation.
1: Yeah, I would disagree with that.
2: Healthcare, he supports a Medicare for all, single payer healthcare system.
1: All right, then let's let's wrap it up with uh, some economic understanding of Bernie Sanders.
2: Okay, Bernie Sanders supports increased government spending to generate jobs and rebuild the nation's infrastructure. He would raise the federal minimum wage to 10.10 an hour from 7.25. Only 10.10, huh? Although in early April he called $15 minimum wage reasonable.
1: Oh, exactly, right there.
2: He has proposed breaking up the nation's largest banks, saying the So sixth- if
1: $15 is reasonable, why only call for 10.10, Bernie? I mean, come on. If you really believe 15 to be reasonable in a reasonable standard, then why say 10-10?
2: Well, do you think it's an appeal to the voters I don't know during the, election season? I, I don't
1: know if it's political expediency or not. And I generally believe him to be an honest man. I don't think he's a charlatan politician like many of them. But be straight. If you think it should be 15, don't campaign on 10. And then when you get in, really push for 15.
2: He has also proposed barring banks' chief executives from serving on the Federal Reserve's 12 regional board of directors, saying their membership on those boards poses a conflict of interest and undermines regulation of the financial services industry.
1: I agree with that 100%.
2: He opposes the Trans-Pacific Partnership with Asian Nations, a trade deal Obama has championed.
1: I have talked about that on the show. I do too, just maybe for different reasons.
2: Quote, are you on the side of working people who would suffer as a result of this disastrous trade agreement and seeing their jobs go to China or Mexico, or are you on the side of corporate America and pharmaceuticals?
1: Well, a little insight into Bernie Sanders. He is garnering a lot more support. He recently was in New Hampshire or somewhere, and he had a crowd of like 10,000 people. So that's a big campaign stop this early on for anybody, especially For Bernie Sanders. I think it's great.
2: And so we just recently started doing this on the issues for each candidate that announced because it was kind of an onslaught in the beginning where people announced around the same time and we didn't do that with everyone. So if we miss someone...
1: That you'd like to know about.
2: Right. Let us know and we'll do that. It's the asshole of today.
1: And to finish it off today, we will finish with the asshole of today, which is Walmart.
2: Yes. So a man named Chuck Netshammer.
1: Netshammer, you say?
2: Con- <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I'm saying it right. Condemns Walmart for making a custom Islamic State battle flag cake for him the day after his request for a Confederate flag cake was denied.
3: Douche chill.
2: So he had up a YouTube video that has now been taken down. He's from Louisiana, and in the video, he was holding up the white cake with black icing <laughs> depicting an ISIL symbol.
1: I bet you that black icing's real
3: good.
2: And he said, this is an ISIS battle flag cake that anybody can go buy at Walmart, but you can't buy a Confederate flag toy with, like, say, a Dukes of Hazard car. Uh... He asked Walmart, can you please explain why you are alienating Southern Americans with this trash that you are allowing being sold at your store, while at the same point, Confederate memorabilia is not allowed? <laughs> I think it's
1: clear what's going on here. It's, he goes to, a, to an employee, some cake maker. Not to denigrate cake makers, but they're not policy makers of the store. He goes in, hey, I want my Confederate flag. They've said, oh, we're not doing that anymore, so no. And then, okay, well, I want this design made. The cake maker probably didn't know it was a fucking ISIS flag. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I mean, it could be someone that is just not watching the news or hasn't seen the flag. And that's very likely. I didn't know what the flag looked like until a couple months ago we had the conversation until
1: you saw it on dildos at the gay pride parade
2: no (laughs) no
1: which is something we didn't talk about so you know go look it up
2: so this is the statement from walmart because we need to make sure that they are allowed to speak their side our talented bakery associates take pride in what they create for our customers It's unfortunate one customer thought to take advantage of an associate who did not know the flag and its meaning.
1: That's exactly what I figured.
2: This cake should have not been made, and we apologize for the mistake.
1: Yeah. Come on.
2: And also, so the dildo flag that you're talking about, on CNN, they reported that an ISIL flag was flying at a gay pride parade in London. That's right. And... CNN, you know, was on the spot on the scene, and they reported on it, and it ended up being an ISIL flag that had dildos and butt plugs all over it. Yeah,
1: made made with figures, not Arabic writing, but dildos and butt plugs.
2: Yes. Now it looked real. It looked
1: real, real.
2: I'm sorry, but it looked very (laughs) real. And I probably would have made the same mistake, too. Like, what is that ISIL flag doing here? Yeah,
1: well, also, those didn't really look like dildos. Not like I have a lot of experience with dildos, (laughs) but they Uh looked a lot. They looked pretty floppity to me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Floppity.
1: (laughs) So... I guess, listen, with floppity, we'll leave it with you there, everybody. (laughs) Until next time, we love you. We appreciate you. Go to dollamore.com. If you need to buy something from Amazon on the left-hand side of the page, there's a search bar for Amazon. If you want to buy a book, if you want to buy something beautiful for one of your loved ones on Amazon, and you're going to spend your money anyway, why not go to dollamore.com to support your favorite show filled with news News. and ridiculous comments. We've mentioned Patreon. You can join the ranks of Jason and Cookie and all the rest helping us out, moving the conversation forward. The more support we get from that, we will be able to add shows and help you on your morning commute. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for participating in this thing, our thing. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. Somebody's doing the raping...